Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is another edition of Hardwood Handicappers here on this Thursday, October 5th. And if you can't tell, I am especially fired up because it's out, folks. The NBA betting guide is live. Kelly Bidlin is here. He had a hand in creating this thing. And I always say from the, uh, the very bitty bottom of my heart, uh, a labor of love, but a big thank you to everybody involved. I don't even know how many of them are actually going to be listening to this. Uh, but if you are, thank you. The behind-scenes crew uh, did a fantastic job in making that thing look awesome. Adam Burke was great in terms of divvying up the assignments and helping out with some of the uh, the delegation. Uh, of course, you, Kelly, and Zach Cohen with writing for the guide as well. Uh, I always like to have multiple voices, so a big thank you to everybody involved. And if, uh, if not for, for us, do it for the people behind the scenes that worked really hard. Just check that thing out, vcin.com slash subscribe and flip through it because that thing looks beautiful. I don't know about the content for 25 and <laughs> 30 teams, but that thing looks freaking awesome. I'm sure you did a great job. Yeah, what would you do, 25 teams? Yeah. Zach did the, the Southeast Division, right? Yep. Yeah, so 25 team previews from JVT. Get in there, get on it. Got some of our, what, favorite futures bets from – the three of us, Matt Humans, Matt Brown, I know, uh, included in that as well. Wes Reynolds. Uh, Wes Reynolds, yeah. So everybody kind of picks. I'll let you guess what bet, what uh, what Wes bet on. I have no idea. I'm going to pay Pacers over win total. There you go. <laughs> That's hey, great. he used to work. Technically, I, you could I say. Don't think, I don't think it's a bad bet either. And- former, I'm going to do this, former front office employee of the Indiana Pacers, Wes Reynolds. There you go. Because he used to be in ticket sales. Just don't. Yeah, I was gonna say, just don't ask which department. <laughs> I I was gonna make a joke, but uh, I can't, especially because uh, they might be coworkers in a different branch. Uh, all right. <laughs> so make sure you check that out. Vison.com slash subscribe. It's also gonna be part of you know a, the word behind the scene is the corporate overlords uh, at DraftKings, as I always like to call them, would like a little bit more in terms of NBA content, and I'm not one to complain about that. Mm-hmm. So That's right. Uh, it's part of what I think is going to be a very big season when it comes to NBA content and one that, you know, I, I am very much one, Kelly, that you know you always look to get better. So I went back and reviewed, not just from like a record standpoint, but in terms of coverage, what I can do better. And I think we got some good stuff and planned uh, for everybody out there. So make sure you keep up. And the, you know what the best thing about having Adam as a boss is? So he wants deadlines and things like that, which is great. Usually we would release the guide like a week before the season. 
I, I actually feel like I'm like, dude, what do I do now? All my prep's done, and we still have three weeks until the season begins. Like, it, it feels odd, you know what I mean, to be done and ready and well prepared well in advance of the season beginning. Yeah, if we uh, if we pull back the curtain a little bit, did I definitely know like three days ago that this was coming out today? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> kind of same thing as you. I thought was was coming out like in a week or two or something. Still, so yeah, no, awesome job. But like you said, by Adam Berg and everybody involved with it behind the scenes. Uh, I, you know, I can only speak for myself, but the couple articles I sent in, I'm sure they needed some editing to, done to them, uh, you know, as, as well as some others. So, yeah, a lot of that work went in and, went, and it got turned around damn quick. You're right. Yeah, Kelly's article, for those who are interested, a uh, great piece on alternate win totals and betting those and the value that they provide. Uh, Zach had a feature on the Rookie of the Year art, uh, on the Rookie of the Year market and how to go against Victor Bombanyama. Uh, I had the usual futures piece and it's it's an interesting piece because I always write about essentially the intro is always I don't real I don't recommend betting futures before the season begins but if you're going to here's three right, teams right. Um, so yeah, yeah. That, that's in there the the process for John von model which we talked a little bit about yesterday uh, and then Zach's got another feature this is my favorite part about the article the team preview is always there but some of the features on what you're going to see uh, five essential player prop strategies from Zach Cohen um, you had a great great piece as well on attacking live betting. So there's a lot, a lot that goes into this thing outside of just team previews that I would very much recommend to anybody out there who now has three weeks to get ready uh, for the NBA yeah. season. And Kelly, I now turn my attention to college basketball because I will be writing for the college basketball guide. So that's yeah, going to be great, too. That comes out in a couple of weeks. Well, let me guess. Mount West Conference? And I do <laughs> and, have. Oh, and the, the AAC or Conference USA? I forget which one's you. So Conference USA is football that I would generally oh, write for right, some yeah. reason. Uh, no, I am. <laughs> for some our, reason. <laughs> yeah. For whatever, like four years ago, I was just given it to me. It was given to me. And then I just did it every year yeah. uh, after that. No, um, the same thing. Uh, four years ago, I was given the West Coast Conference and I write it up every year. So the, the WCC is uh, the second go. conference that I will be writing up for the college basketball guide. Dude, this is, I tell you this before we get into the NBA, just really quickly. This is always my favorite time of year. First off, this might surprise some people. I'm a Christmas guy. I love Christmas. I like the holiday. I like like the you know. I like the winter. I like Santa Claus. I like having family members home with me. Like I like that sort of like I love Christmas. So not only is this already the best time of year because is Christmas that, is, that is supposed here. to be like a hot take. <laughs> well, no, because I, I I would say I don't know if my personality exudes as somebody yeah, who no, loves no, Christmas. You're, yeah, you're right. You're you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're, I don't think it's a hot take not, to love Christmas. You're not the holly jolly JVT. I don't think many people uh, right. would see you as that. Yes. Yeah. I, so, I, I get you. Yeah. So that's why. But no, and uh, I love the sports time of year. I mean, we're gonna have it, Kelly in a month. We're gonna have college basketball, NBA, NFL, college football, like and NHL. It's yeah, it's it's, it's insanity. So. It's uh, I always say it's the second best time of year, like that November range, right? When you have all that going on, right? Uh, you get NBA, NHL, college basketball is all going. And then I always like I always like the Jan January, too, because that's when you get golf starts back up for me. NBA is kind of hard of the heart of the regular season. Then then we're into NFL playoffs, all yep. that good stuff going on. That's my favorite sports month. People always oh, well, people always want to have that debate. But that's my favorite. I understand a lot of people's is right now because baseball playoffs are going on too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I hear you. It, it, it's about to pick up with a lot of stuff right now. Oh yeah. By the way, my only world series ticket, Texas Rangers, 21 to one. Let's go oh, baby. There All we right. go. You Get had out a, of here. Yeah. I was feeling bad for you because you had a division ticket too, right? No, no, I, I have, oh, I have, okay. no, I have a, Great. 
Uh, no, they, yeah, they, the fact that they lost that in the yeah. last day, yeah, it <laughs> I was um, thinking about you in the last day because I, I knew a couple of people in the Astros tickets that got home. I'm like, I think Jamie T had a, a Rangers ticket. No, I did have a Rangers World Series ticket, and I, I did have um, – I, I think I've got a shot still. I've got the Cardinals uh, to win the NL. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's still alive. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we're still mathematically yeah. alive there, right? Uh, <laughs> all right, so speaking of, every single NBA team is mathematically alive now as uh, the preseason did tip off today. Dallas Mavericks were taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves out there in Abu Dhabi. The Timberwolves are going to win this thing. Just depends by how much. Got about uh, two minutes left to go as we currently record. They're up by 13. I bring that up because the Dallas Mavericks are going to be one of the teams that we will focus on today as we get ready. A Southwest Division preview will be the focus of our pod today, Kelly. I didn't have any really big news to go over, so no hardwood headlines necessary. I got two this real morning. Quick. Oh, got, no, I, you're right. And I said we were going to talk about something. Yeah, you really got, yeah, we so got go one headline. I'm going to start with some other place. As you bring up preseason games, because I've gotten a couple tweets about this today. Um, bet, are you going to be doing any betting on preseason games? And do you have any tips or advice for people out there? Because I'm not really doing much of anything. You've got a great tip. This has been my, this has been something that I don't even know if I should tell people, because this has been like my one thing that has guaranteed me. Um, a really good run in the preseason. Wow. You, okay. Yeah. I don't bet it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, damn, Jamie T's been sitting on this for years and not telling been me if that's the for case. years. Yep. <laughs> Dude, there's enough variance in basketball to begin with. You're going to tell me messing with rotations and all sorts of different things. I get out of here with that. No shot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I will not be betting any pre unless unless I run into Jason Kidd at Starbucks and he tells me <laughs> the day before the game, bro. I'm not playing Luka Doncic despite every single report. You go and bet that. Then I'm and even then I'll think twice about doing it. So. Yeah, that that is uh, that's usually my disclaimer as well. I, I I'll sum that up. I think I could word that a little better. Unless you have some piece of information that you think is a massive advantage right. against the market, I that is the only way I'd be playing anything. And I can count on I think one finger how many times I feel like I've had that piece uh, that that much information to make a bet in the past like five years. Yep. So yeah, it doesn't really happen very often. I think this is. Uh, almost a good extension in a way of of some like from summer league JVT where it's like hey summer league you got to know like the youngsters on the squad right okay now let's get let's move up a step and this is the guys that you're going to see more of but these are still going to be mostly bench players that you can get a better feel for yes. than you would have had heading into the season so I think it's just a good if you're an NBA better I think it's just a good another good scouting mission for, yes. for you to, to undertake the next what week two weeks 100% you know today for example the Dallas Mavericks um, started two rookies today mm-hmm. and Olivier Maxwell Prospence or however you know pronounce his name I apologize uh, and then Derek Lewis so like that's a good example of okay hey if we're taking notes for a rookie of the year for example all in all reports Derek, indicate lively lively uh, lively what did I say Lewis sorry USC yes Derek lively yeah <laughs> uh, Olivier Maxson's prosper and of course out of Marquette um, but those are good like okay hey you know what you could get two rookies starting for the Dallas Mavericks let's circle them as potential rookie of the year candidates and let's watch how they perform uh, yeah. one of them is a, you know obviously a wing player the other is a center but still just things like that are what the preseason is for. I will not bet much at all, if anything. So, yeah, yeah, and we, like you said, we're gonna, we're about to talk more Mavericks, but yeah, I think Lively's interesting for how much you know, how much is he going to be involved? Uh, you know, how off, how much early? Maybe is it more later in the season? Who knows? But I think he's de- he's definitely going to be a big piece of what they're doing. And I mean, if he so he's got a little bit of a three point shot. So if like that thing starts to develop too, oh, he's going to be really big because I, I think yeah. he's going to be really really good uh, as a pro. So you mentioned, did you have one more thing? 
Hardwood got, headlines. Joel Embiid to play for Team USA in the Olympics. So I wanted to just hit on this really quickly for like two seconds. Um, so he, yes, he is going to play uh, for the Olympic for the uh, Team USA Olympic squad next year. And I have to say, so few people were somewhat confused. He has dual citizenship in both France and the Amer- and uh, the United States. I believe he also is eligible to play for Cameroon. Dude, you can play for any team, right? As long as oh, like, if you cross wild, the border yeah. and like you know you have a grandmother that lived somewhere. You know, like technically, if I was a good enough basketball player, I could play for Team Mexico if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Yep. so it, like it's it's really weird how it works. Uh, having said that, he decided Joel Embiid to play for Team USA because I guess you know his son was born uh, here in the uh, United States. I don't. This is gonna be a hot take. I think they're gonna be good, but you've got like a whole bunch of ISO like like ISO scorers. Who are committing to play for this squad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it just going to be a bunch of your turn, my turn, kind of like like Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant during media availability? You know, in the first day, committed to playing for Team USA. Uh, LeBron James has committed to playing for Team USA. You know, and like there's just there's so many guys who are willing to play, but it's like, what does this even look like? So look, man, I just I can't wait to see. It. You're bringing up the same question that people brought up 30 plus years ago when they were talking about the first dream ever being assembled like this is i i think it's always a for from basketball minds out there it's always a a a worthy question but the answer is always the talent is so overwhelmingly in favor of the united states that if you can't figure this out yeah uh it, it, it it's kind of a disgrace and, and honestly the Joel Embiid thing was just a i mean it was a surprise to me we were talking about this before we started recording surprised to me because i thought it was more like he was down between france and cameroon of who he was going to play for. I didn't really, I didn't really think USA was all that live oh, to get him. So this was from all that's accounts. That's huge. So it's actually something I've been following a little bit. By all accounts, this has been like full on college recruiting. Like this yeah, has been yeah. like like bothering him all the time. And like just keep reminding him, like going to a man, like America, greatest country, Florpies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like McDonald's. come on, yep, let's go. Uh, and apparently it worked. Uh, and also his, you know, his wife giving birth to, I think it's his wife, uh, but giving birth to his son here in the United States. So that's all right. So t- uh, NBA players, let's see, that have committed so far. So I got, I named three of them, right? I think I was right. Kevin Durant. Who'd you, who'd you have? Joel, Durant. Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, LeBron James. Yep. Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo. Steph Curry, I don't. Is that true? I don't think I've heard Steph Curry commit yet, unless that was in the last day. I'm, I'm looking at a tweet that says verbally committed. Uh, okay, all right, maybe that is the case then. Maybe I missed it. I don't. Uh, I don't see everything. You know, can't do it all. Yeah, I, I don't track that stuff that much. That's why I had to look it up. There's, there's uh, kind, of, it's kind of a, there's kind of a lot of basketball to be played between now and the Olympics. Yes, quite a bit. Quite a bit until <laughs> next summer. All right, let's go. No, I just want to. <laughs> I just thought you moved. froze. <laughs> I just stopped moving for a second just to see what you're going to do. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the Southwest division. And uh, we'll start with that team that did tip off the preseason today with the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, so for those who don't know, conference 12 to one NBA finals, 22 to one plus one fifty five favorite to win the division, a minus two twenty favorite to make it to the playoffs. The yes is so Kelly, let's start at the top, which is for everybody who's going to remember these numbers. 9 and 18 straight up, 10, 16 and 1 against the spread. And this ties into this, but I just laughed at these two games because it was hilarious. Uh, losing consecutive games to the Charlotte Hornets at one point in their tenure together, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. That was the record uh, after acquiring 
Kyrie Irving at the trade deadline. So it didn't really go well. Uh, they had a losing record with both of those guys on the floor. And it was funny because when they re-signed Kyrie Irving, I, I felt that there were some people who aren't really like knee deep in the NBA, like expressing surprise. And I was like, no, you gave up a lot of assets. You're, you're, you're re-signing Kyrie yeah. Irving. Yep. So I'll get your thoughts. Cause I've kind of expressed a little bit here and there about what I think this team is and can be. I had, I, what do you think of what Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic and the team that they have built around them can be this season? Yeah, it's uh, I mean, look, when you start talking about, best duos in the NBA, those two individual players are definitely right near the top. Like, there's no doubt about that. Luka Doncic is amazing. Kyrie Irving are both amazing. Uh, early returns out of what we saw last year were not great. I think that there is, um, you know, as long as Kyrie wants to, wants to, you know, play quality basketball and be a member of the a member of this team, and as long as there's no problems off the court like we've seen uh past couple years, then, yeah, I think this team's, uh, you know, ceiling is pretty damn high on what they could be because those two are so dang talented um, that it doesn't, it, it, what's around them doesn't matter a, a, as much. But, um, you know, like them getting Grant Williams uh, was massive, right? I, I think that was a massive addition that, that some of us were surprised to even see occur. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, th this is, I'm just going to hit on the division odds real quick. I think when you, it, it's the same kind of take I have uh on the heat once we, we haven't, I know we haven't talked to Southeast yet, but like if, if anything, I just don't understand why they're this big, a as big of favorites as they are in this division. I do think this division's a little bit more wide open. Uh, and, and I know they're not, you know, odds on favorites or anything like that, but mm -hmm. plus one fifty five still seems a, a, a little short to me. Yeah. And I think part of that price is obviously the suspension of John Morant. If Morant not is not suspended for the first 25 games of the season, the Grizzlies are the favorite to win this division. Um, so I think that's the reason why you see that. I am. I think this team is going to be a guilty pleasure of mine. I haven't bet anything positive for them yet, but I have this suspicion that it can be really, really good. What do you got? You got a you got a befuddled look on your face. The, okay, so I'm looking at the. I'm making sure I'm in the right spot. Division winner. The the Mavericks were the favorite here, right? Yeah, they were. At least when I wrote, when we were writing, they're putting All right, gri together Grizzlies plus 145 now, Mavericks plus 170. Interesting. So, Grizzlies have taken money in the past like couple of days. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I was just looking. Do you it. think the loss in Abu Dhabi has uh, altered the market some? People, just, <laughs> like, people hated it. I don't know what this is. Yeah, but they're back to plus 170. And yeah, the right. Grizzlies are shortened to plus 145. So, when we put the guide together, they were plus 155 favorites, the Grizzlies were plus 160. So that, that sounded okay. Yeah. That, then that sounded more right to me. That's why I was a little confused looking at this. Okay. okay. All right. So Whatever. Yeah. second favorites in the division, the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. <laughs> so I have this, I think they're, I think they're going to be guilty pleasure of mine. I, I like, I think Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving work together. You know, they, if you watch them, there was a little bit of your turn, my turn to the offense. And I think if, if Luka is not going to have the ball in his hands, he's got to be more active off the ball. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. I, Irving's a little bit better at that in the games that I went back and watched, because he's used to, you know, he's played with LeBron. Yeah. He's played yeah. with Kevin Durant. So he's used to playing off ball. Luke has got to get a little better than just standing in the corner and kind of waiting for his turn to run the offense. So maybe they're going to, I would assume they're going to work on that. I and just I also, don't know, like I have confidence in Kyrie being able to do that. I have no confidence in Luke. Being, like you, you do talk about down, like there's very few downsides of his game, but like that dude's never not had the ball in his hands. Like, I just don't think he knows really how to play off ball. That's that's going to be the fascinating part because I, I think that if you're and this is the tough part, 
if you're guaranteeing me that Kyrie Irving's going to play a majority of games, which is tough, I noted this in the guide in the write-up, since 2019-2020, Irving has only played in 163 games. And quite a few of those absences are of personal choice, not of injury. So you do wonder if Kyrie at some point just decides to be Kyrie and hit the red button and decide, I'm out of here. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year, but it's always a possibility given what we know. But those two on the floor together, Kelly, I'm a big fan of Josh Green. I don't know where you stand on him, but the kid is awesome. He's a legitimate on-ball defender. He's improved the Mavericks' defensive efficiency each season in the NBA. Last season, a career high, plus 4.2 efficiency differential. He's a good catch-and-shoot threat. How about this? His rookie year, he shot 17.4% on catch-and-shoot threes. Last year, he he was at 41.3%. So he has come along great. That's a little little better. As a catch-and-shoot threat. Grant Williams is a good addition to, to add depth. They got Seth Curry here. They got Rashawn Holmes. If Dante Exum, this is a low-key thing too for their depth. Dante Exum has reportedly been killing it out there in Europe. And if he is going to be that guy, the, the guy that everybody keeps expecting him to be, barring the health, that's a good depth signing. I think this can kind of work for Dallas. I, I, I think that that's something that could really be legitimately good for them as they head into the year. I don't have enough confidence that I would run out to bet anything on them. I did recommend the win total over. I think one of the things that helps you out too, if you want to bet divisions, well, I had this in here. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Dallas gets to face Memphis three times before John Morant comes back from the suspension. Yeah, so they could, yeah, okay. yep, they that's could build up a pretty good division tiebreaker there. I just, I've seen enough of Kyrie Irving to understand why anybody like myself would have some trepidation and thinking this is going to be so successful that I'm going to put my taxed income behind it. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, I, I'm right there with you. This is you know, look, we're, we're trying to do these division previews and fi- find a bet or all the way that we do kind of recommend or would like for each team. There's really not much for me here um, preseason wise, because I, I think this is one of the biggest red flag teams because of what you just brought up of just it, it, betting pre the it applies to every sport, but you, there's no need. You don't have to bet a preseason future. You know what right. I mean? You can see, get a feel for this team. And I think this is one of the, I mean, one of the teams you need to to wait on probably the most. I mean, like, I, yes, I expect Luca and Kyrie to be better together this year. I do. I expect, I absolutely expect that. I think some time together, uh, you know, just during even training camp right now, hopefully a little bit, even in the off season, you build some chemistry a little bit together. Uh, these two are too good at basketball players. Uh, for them to be the downfall of this team a little bit like they were last year. I don't want to let them off the hook for that. So I think that is something you need to see. And then, and then there's question marks elsewhere, right? Like, I think, I think I can pencil in like Grant Williams being a, you know, Grant Williams is going to be a solid contributor to this team. Um, Like you brought up uh, Josh Green, probably, but like, there are guys like Derek Lively, Josh Green, Dante Exum, a lot of these young guys that, can I push this team to another level, mm-hmm. if you will, right? And, and I think that's that's something I need to see too. If this is, I think I think there's a there's a very good chance this this ends up looking fairly similar to us a, a team we saw a year ago, or they are able to take a big step forward if those other guys are actually able to contribute that much. JVT, it's just I. You also wonder how much how much can you grow. Right when when there's so much there's going to be so much uh, you know usage domination by those two those those two Kyrie and Luca right that's the other the other part that kind of concerns me but I do think there is a high ceiling for this team and maybe I don't want to say a low floor but like what we saw last year I think is completely possible too. 
Yeah, that was, and that is the other part. That it was weird just watching them lose games the way that they were. There, there is. Well, they went into the tank last year. I mean, right? They were literally a tanking team by the end of the season. Well, yeah, the last, yeah, the last what game? What was it? The last game or two where they just decided yeah. to shut them down, even though they had a mathematical possibility of winning and getting mm. in. Um, and, and I'll just point this out too. There is a when you read stories and you watch press conferences, you're starting to see Milwaukee Bucks Jason Kidd appear, and. For those who don't remember, Milwaukee Bucks version of Jason Kidd was the guy who had to really recreate his image before he got another job with the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> yeah. because he, he wasn't really, you know, he's a little cantankerous. And you do wonder if maybe that, you know, he has started to kind of wear off a little bit in terms of, you know, almost being John Jim Harbaugh-like, right? Jim Harbaugh was very successful, but the personality wore kind of thin. And you saw that with Kidd at a couple of stops now. And you do wonder if maybe that starts to take hold. Um Either way, it's just worth something pointing out. It's not anything that's factored in, but I just I'm really curious to see how that develops. But uh, I'll, I'll put it this way: to end it on Dallas, I'm really intrigued by them. If you were to tell me which end of the spectrum do I fall on, I would say it's more likely that they have a successful year and end up as a top six seed, but nothing in terms of con- enough confidence to say that I'm going to bet it. Is that fair? Yeah. Yep. Same here. Do you bet Luka Doncic to win MVP? Does that tempt you at five to one? Do you think no. he's a legitimate candidate to win that award? No, no. I, do I think he's a candidate? Sure, I think he's a candidate. I think this pricing year after year has to stop. Like, I, you know, yes. I, I, it's just. I mean, what I feel like, I feel like he's been around that price each of the past three seasons, and it's like he's not even really gotten all that close. I mean, when has he really even been in the conversation? Never really. Because here's the thing: he's being priced accurately in terms of his talent. He's not being priced accurately in terms of the reality exactly. of what his team is going to be. Like, he's going to have to. Like they're going to have to be to a other, top four seed. Yeah, compared to the other guys that are at the top of that board, you know right. what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, there's just such a cleaner path for some of the rest of those guys. Like now, nah, yep. that's that that is that is the one bet I would like. I would say absolutely don't bet. Like at least yes. not now. Like it's with all futures. Like we were talking about before. Like we talked about last pod. With all futures, you can wait to bet in season. There's no reason to bet that now at that same at that same damn number they keep posting every year. How about this? Even can I tempt you on plus one hundred on Luka Doncic to finish first team All NBA? Mm, no. Okay. No, you can't. <laughs> I don't even know. Is he a forward or a guard? I would, I would under NBA consideration. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming guard. He's got to be a guard. That's why you got to go positionless either way. But yeah, right. we really, we really do. Yeah, yeah, we really do. All right, we move on before a break. Let's hit one more team. The Memphis Grizzlies, second uh, now actually no the favorite. Excuse me, uh, ignore my notes. Uh, the favorite to win <laughs> the uh, the Southwest Division. That was so, what now is it plus one forty five? Yeah, I'm so glad. Just by the way, I wasn't completely screwing that up. I was like, what the hell am I looking at? Right? Yep. Like, did I completely write this down wrong or something? Yeah. Jeez. Um, so they are of course the division favorite, uh, about twenty eight to one to win the NBA Finals, thirteen to one to win the conference. Um, the off season, Marcus Smart, Isaiah Todd, Derrick Rose all come in. Marcus Smart, of course, being the uh, the top of that list. They lose Dylan Brooks. Uh, they have a, a couple of second-round picks join the team as well. But this is really all about, of course, for those who don't remember, John Morant, he's going to miss the first 25 games. So you kind of got to break this team down into two parts, uh, pre-John Morant suspension and then post-John Morant suspension. Pre-John Morant suspension has some questions. Uh, I don't know where you're getting the same rim pressure that John Morant provided. Morant was awesome, obviously, and is awesome in that regard, getting out and running in transition, attacking the basket, 
uh, in half court situations, allowing then that ball to kind of fly around and, and find open shooters, which by the way, they did not shoot the ball that well last year. And I'm not sure how much better that's going to be this year. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think full strength. Here's the thing. I have Memphis circled Kelly as a team to revisit futures wise, 20 games ish in, because if you're going to tell me John Moran's part of this team last year, they, they were a victim of health. I, if they mm-hmm. were fully healthy, I would not have bet the Lakers in that series against them. But I think if they're going to be fully healthy and raring to go, I think this is going to be a team that can make some noise in the Western Conference. I would like to revisit their futures because I think there's a reality which they're below 500 by the time John Morant comes back around. Yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't disagree with that. From a team futures perspective, uh, I think that's probably the way to uh, go. I think you have to be sold on this team now to do that, right? You have to be sold on them a little bit now and then hope they hope they get off to a little bit of a rough start. And that that instant injection of jaw is going to make that big of a difference. I I do kind of think that way. So so I'm with you. I think if they do start off slow, uh, you can get a nice press on them. It's probably worth scooping up a bit and add add into your futures uh, portfolio because it's I, I'm like time. You break down this roster right now. It's a great looking roster to surround a star player with, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, but take away that star player. All right, like where, where's your offense coming from, right? Like there is okay, cool you. You got Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose in your point as your point guard position. Like, man, this is that feels like an ancient backcourt somehow already. Even though Marcus Smart isn't that that old, but still, uh, you know, you got that going on. I I did put a bet in. I have a bet on Desmond Bain for most improved player. That was going to be one of my things. Yep, partially because of because of Jaw missing some time, yep. right? And do do I think Desmond Bain? is going to go out there and look like an absolute, uh, you know, all-star monster without John on the court. I don't know, I think but so. I think, I think Desmond Bain's got the game that he could take it to that next level. And if you're talking about him, take taking it to that next level JVT. And then when John ja, ja gets back and you've got Desmond Bain now playing with some confidence, it, it, you know, coming off of a season where he shot the three ball incredibly well. I mean, he's done that his entire career, but shooting the three ball well, becoming a more confident scorer, a more well-rounded scorer last year. I think with Jaw off the court for 25 games now, gives him that opportunity to really put that growth, uh, you know, it, it, growth into practice on the court. And if Jaw comes back and those, he really has a kind of a true running mate with him. Yes, I think this team is it has some danger, dangerous, dangerous team heading into late in the season into the playoffs. Hundred uh, percent agree. That was on my list of uh, potential bets for this team. Uh, was Desmond Bain? I think he can be. I, I think he can be legitimately. I th- actually, I don't even think he is their best player now, right? That John Morant's yes. out. He yeah. is their best player, uh, and I think that there is a real potential to his game that he could actually be a focal point of an offense had he gone anywhere else. And I think you're really going to see that. So you get 25 games to build up that portfolio. And then, of course, you go on from there. And he's been in contention for the award before. His second year, he was, I mean, he didn't make the finalists. Him and Tyrese Maxey should have been finalists. They were great their second years. So, no, I was, we're in lockstep there. Because I had that circled as one of the potential bets. Outside of monitor this team again, 20 games in was Desmond Bain to win most improved. Yeah, you, I, I know you hate when I do this, but this is the the perfect track, right? It's the 9.2 points per game, up to 18.2, where you're talking he was in the in that conversation, up to 21 and a half last year, you know, while shooting the three ball, uh, you know, at over 40%. If you're yep. talking about a jump where he's able to go to about 24 points per game, something like that, he is in, he is right in that conversation for most improved player. 
Uh, especially, especially if he's helping lead this team to wins without Jaw on the court, right? Yeah. I, I think people will remember that. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a bet I have made and uh, I, I do like. Yep. Uh, I would also throw out there, I, I would want better odds considering the status of his roster. Uh, but Taylor Jenkins, if you think that this team is going to be somewhat successful without Morant out there, Jenkins at 14 to 1 to win coach of the year like is something that, that yeah. it is worth monitoring or at least maybe putting in your pocket because uh, he is already a respected head coach at that. And so if they're going to have a winning record and like if they finish in like, I would even say like top six seeds, if they safely make it into the playoffs with their best player missing 25 games and potentially even more, because who knows what happens when you come back um, with uh, John Morant. I think that's going to be something worth uh, monitoring for Taylor Jenkins. Uh, to yeah, win coach th- of the year. I think that stuff's always great for the, like how many coaches, almost no matter what sport we talk about coach of the year odds and it's, it's the, Okay. You can make a case for for both guys, and seemingly seemingly their arguments, uh, you know, their arguments and their resumes are so similar. It's hard it's hard to make a choice. I think something like that of the I did this without my best player for twenty five games right. at the beginning of the season helps take you know you push you over the edge. So I'm with you. I like that too. I haven't bet that, but that that is not a bet I would mind if anybody made. With that, let's take our break here. Uh, when we return, with the rest of the uh, the Southwest Division, including. Kelly's, I mean, I said the uh, for, for a couple of years, the Detroit Pistons have been my guilty pleasure. And then now I think this year it's going to be the Dallas Mavericks. Kelly's guilty pleasure is the, oh, yeah, ones, baby. the Pelicans. Let's discuss what the future holds for Zion and company when we come back here on Harvard Handicappers. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, Kelly, I'm just going to, like any good point guard, just post up on the low block. I'm going to bounce this ball into you. New Orleans Pelicans, go. Yeah. Yes, we Pelican, JVT. I don't think they ever say that, but they should. If they aren't, they should. Um, I'm just going to go back to a lot of what you heard me yelling into this microphone probably last December, that there was a time when this team, when Zion Williamson was on the court, ranked top six 
in both offensive and defensive efficiency uh, through what date? Oh, man, I'm totally blanking on this. Where is this in my notes? All right, started off the season here through Christmas. Here Sorry about that, pause. Through uh, Up to Christmas, okay? Team was 20 and 12, sixth in offensive rating and sixth in defensive rating uh, over at Cleaning the Glass. I think you just have to remember how big of an impact Zion Williamson makes when he's on the court. In his 114 games in the NBA, 25.8 points per game, seven rebounds a game, over 60% from the field. He's the only player in NBA history that can say that about those kind of stats and how efficient he is when he is on the court. Um, what's it about, Jamie? Tell us all about whether he's going to be on the court or not. That's all it is. Um, I say how I, many games? Yeah, yeah, 114 game career. Drafted yeah. in 2019? <laughs> exactly. Um, I thought the David Griffin uh, comments were interesting, uh, you know, what last week. Um, and I think that any tough love is probably good for Zion at this point, but you know, reports are this off season, he's taking stuff to a next level as far as his professionalism and how serious he's taking the game, uh, you know, the workouts and he's looking in shape. Yeah, God, his arms look freaking massive, which is no, not, I can't. It's I'm not the party he needs to worry. Really about. quit. I'm going to steal a bit. Uh, Zach Lowe did this bit actually on one of his pods when he was talking to Andrew Lopez, because Lopez did the same thing where he brought up Zion in shape. And Zach Lowe immediately goes, nope, I can't do Zion and Shea pictures anymore. I can't do the dunk videos anymore. Like, sorry, we've seen it. We've seen it every offseason. Congrats on looking good before the season starts. Play more than 40 games. Yep. I got you. I got you. I mean, and that is I mean, that is the difference. That is the difference between this team being on the verge of or, or in play-in territory versus being in that top six. Like, if Zion can play 65 games – you're talking about a team to me should that should make it into that top six in the Western Conference, which I know is lofty expectations. But you surround Zion with Herb Jones, who you and I both love, perimeter defender. You got Brandon Ingram, who has made incredible strides uh, while while they're in New Orleans. You got CJ McCollum. I may not be the biggest CJ McCollum guy in the world, but at least he's steady with what he brings to the table, basically game in, game out. I think Valanchunas is still one of the best guys you can have playing alongside of a Zion Williamson because of his inside-outside game. Uh, I, I think this roster is very, very solid, probably a little underrated because of how everything has to, whenever this team gets brought up, it's all about Zion Williamson. So I think the roster overall is a little bit underrated. You got Trey Murphy in there too. Um, this team can be very, to me, can be very, very good JVT. And we saw some of it last year. It's just going to come down to Zion's health. Can I, can I rain on your parade for, for just a brief moment? Of course. And, and I think... You're right, but maybe this is one where you wait because part of the issue with this team is not just Zion Williamson's health. They very quietly just had bad health luck in general. Yeah, I remember Brandon Ingram missed a stretch of time last year. I Alvarado. put this down. Yep, and I put this down in the in the the guide. So last year, when you had Zion Williamson, CJ McCollum, and Brandon Ingram on the floor together, Pelicans had a plus nineteen point five net rating. Their offensive rating in the ninety seventh percentile. They averaged one hundred twenty three point seven points per one hundred possessions. Awesome. They yeah. played 10 games together. Like that's 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 an issue. Yeah. Ingram's health plays into that. And the other part, Kelly, which is very undervalued, underrated here, you know, Trey Murphy was probably going to get a spot in this starting lineup this mm-hmm. year. He's done for 10 to 12 weeks because of an injury that he suffered. Jose Alvarado has an ankle injury already that is going to hold him out through the start of training camp. So I think I echo almost everything you're talking about with that big IF, right? If this team's going to be healthy. Do you wait for the season to begin 
before you go positive New Orleans Pelicans? Do you wait till you get closer to Jose Al- or excuse me, uh, Trey Murphy coming back? Do you wait till you get you know full strength Jose Alvarado back there on the floor? Do you wait until this team is actually giving you a couple of games, maybe off to a slow start because they're missing so many pieces, and then try to buy low on them considering the health issues they're already dealing with heading into the year? Yes, 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 yes. And that is, no matter how excited I just sounded about this team, this is how I'll be entering the season with them every year. It's the, it, it almost makes this division tough to talk about, right? Because I love them so much when they're healthy that it's not going to lead me to really focusing in on any other team to win this division outside of the Pelicans, but you can't bet them before the season starts because of Zion question marks, then everything else that you just said, I completely agree with. I think you have to wait. You got to wait and see. And Aiden, and what am I waiting and seeing for? Well, I'm waiting and waiting and seeing, uh, waiting to see a hopefully a damn good Zion Williamson that also somehow translates to them losing games, I guess, or mm-hmm. you know, as these as they get these other guys back and you can get a little bit longer odds. But I don't, Jim D. This is even one of those teams where we say that about a lot of teams. I wouldn't mind taking a worse price on this team late a, a month or two into the season if it gave me more Owing. confirmation yeah. on on Zion and those other you know Murphy and Alvarado you just brought up. It's funny you say that. Um, um, uh, Matt Moore and I, when I was on his podcast like a month back, we talked about that in in light of like the Clippers, right? Which is like I'll willingly take a bad price, right? Yeah, if I know example. that they're going to be healthy. So it's yeah. the same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, all right, so. Uh, anything awards wise, if so, if you're pro Pelicans, like I guess you're going Zion to win MVP. I mean, he's gonna have like if if they're gonna be successful, he's going to be a very big part of it. And I mean, but still, he's at like thirty five to one. I just it's I just don't, know. Don't, don't the don't the I, I know this is I know we're gonna talk about it roughly one million and a half times more before the end of the NBA regular season. But like we've been to a point, basically NBA, and it almost feels like this a little NFL too, where it's. Okay, take at the top of the board what the MVP 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 is. It's coming from one of those guys. Yeah, like it is. I it, Jokic, Jokic, Giannis, and Beat. If you gave me like to me, there's a ninety five percent chance it's one of those three winning yep. this award this year. Yep. That's why. That's why I just. That's why I just hated on the Luca price. But it's the same thing with almost anybody else you discuss. You're not getting enough. You're not getting enough value on. No. All right. Anything else here? Uh, would you go? Any other awards? Would you? Would you like? Could I? Could I interest you in, uh, in? Actually, really anything at all when it came to this team from an award standpoint? No, nothing awards. The um, the other thing I wanted to bring up real quick is: the, is there? I think you people need to be careful with the to make yeah, like yes no playoff bets. I mean, you, you know, people. You may, I said people. People need to be. Did, you, did I say you people? That's you funny. Say you people. <laughs> I think you people out there who are always doing this. Yeah. Um, but no, like you know, like playoff yes, no prices. Like I think it's a bet of I, I wish they would separate the market of like finish top six in the regular season and then or order the odds to participate in the play in tournament. You know what I mean? Like it's just so tough to like you're betting a yes on a playoff team. If you land in that seven to ten range and you gotta sit through that play in tournament. I, that's t- so I don't know about you. It's just, those are just bets. There's not many teams I've even considered making a yes bet on. Are you saying? So you what are you saying? Like if you if you bet yes on the playoffs, it should be just top six. Yeah, I, like I wish they would just separate that market, like oh, okay, to finish true, top true. six in the NBA or to finish the, you know or to participate in the play. Because like yeah. DraftKings has that participate in the play in inter- uh, market up, which I love. I think that's a great market. But then they also have yes no playoffs, and it's right, just. Right, right. 
they, once you start comparing some of them too, I'm like, I don't even think the prices, uh, you know, make a ton of sense with, with, with the, with the yes, no playoffs. All right. We move on by the way, for the win total, I, I did go under in the uh, NBA guide for them. They, they, in, it wasn't anything strong. Um, worth pointing out their schedule. Uh, they are among the 10 teams, only 13 back-to-backs. So that helps with Zion Williamson. Uh, nine games at which they have a rest advantage will come at home. So they should be able to maximize those winnable opportunities. Uh, but just, I've had no indication that Zion Williamson is going to be healthy. So why would I buy in on it now? It was essentially my reasoning. So under, I- but nothing strong. I think if you are if you are like me and you think that that you really like this team, maybe you're more confident in Zion's health than I am. I this is one where I would say play alts, right? So like DraftKings does have some of these markets up, either alt alt win totals that you could look at, or they've got like to win X amount of games, right? So like 50 plus regular season wins. You yeah. get plus plus 340 on the Pelicans, right? If you think Zion's gonna be healthy and great. Like aim for the aim for the stars, kind of like you. I think that's the reason why you brought up the MVP, right? Like I, I would start considering high end outcome bets for this team if you're that confident in in his health and his ability mm-hmm. or the team's right. abilities. Next up on the list, going in kind of alphabetical order. I don't know. Wait, no, hold on. How many? Did I skip a team? No, we're good. I, th- I thought we'd be. Oh, going I did. I did skip order. a team. I did skip a team. Yes, oh, okay. and I'm sorry. Uh, yes. So next up. <laughs> Uh, Houston Rockets. Talk about this quickly. Uh, I have this in weird alphabetical order on my my sheet. Um, to win the division, forty to one win total, thirty one and a half. Uh, you know, whatever you want, four hundred to one to win the NBA Finals. Obviously, the big names: Fred VanVleet, Dylan Brooks, Jock Landale, Jeff Green, Aaron Holiday all joined this team. KJ Martin, Ty Ty Washington, Usman Garuba among the guys that are out, and of course the two guys that everybody's going to be watching: Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore. The latter, which I have a uh, futures ticket on at one hundred to one to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, which is a very good price because he's now 20 to 1 pretty much everywhere. The Houston Rockets. Matt Humans in the NBA guide had a win total over on the Houston Rockets. Big fan of Ime Udoka and what he can do for this team. Now laden with veterans. I think they're going to be a good defensive team, especially with Dylan Brooks out there. I just questioned when I was reading this, reading up on everything, right? The only thing that came to mind is just where is this offense coming from? Because you have Jalen Green who was a high volume, low efficiency scorer last year. Yeah. And you have Red Van Vliet, who's a career 37% three-point shooter, but he's not an isolation scorer. I just wonder where you're getting your offense from if you're the Houston Rockets. And we should also remind our audience, Kevin Porter Jr. is a piece of garbage, and he's not going to be on the team. They're looking for every which way to get rid of him. So do not include him in your thought process of what this team could be. It's a loss for this team. And you wonder where they're getting their offensive creation from outside of a guy named Jalen Green. Um, uh, Yeah, I I think that's definitely a concern. Your, your, your take on Fred Van Vliet is exactly mine as well. I think he's a, I don't want to say that guy's overrated because I think everybody kind of knows what he is, but I do think when he's one of those guys that grabs a, you know, a super max contract and we go crazy about, or a max contract and we go crazy about in the off season. I think it is a, okay, temper your expectations a little bit of what, of what this guy's impact really does mean to a team. I'm, I am extremely intrigued by this team. Like this is a team I can't wait to see get going because I think you need to kind of, I think you kind of need to throw, throw everything out the window that you thought you'd do about the Houston Rockets, right? Like this team this year is going to be completely different. You got Ime Udoka, uh, you know, in their coaching now. I do think Fred Van Vliet taking over at point guard, this team is going to have it, it just a completely different look. Like you said, Jalen Green, 
he's going to completely transform as a player. There's so many, especially the back ends of the past couple seasons, it's been him and Kevin Porter Jr. Okay, guys, like we've lost a billion games. We have no chance. Like you, you two are our youth movement going forward. Go out there and show us some offense. And it's led to them chucking up a ton of shots, like you said. Um, and I think now Jalen Green, this should be a positive for him, but I, I, I'm wondering about mm-hmm. the transition period that it takes for you going to being such a high usage rate player to, okay, you need to learn to play off the ball, play with, you know, with Fred Van Vliet out there, not, you know, not be much of a primary ball handler probably at all. Um, But also at the same time, like your offense is going to be relied upon. So I think there's a lot for this team to figure out and I can't wait to, to see what they look like JVT because I, I, I do. The one thing I did write down was heavy lean over the win total for me. I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, this team is deep. It's damn deep. And do some of the, some of these vets maybe get traded away or something like that before the trade deadline? Yeah, there's that possibility. I think you mm-hmm. need to have that in the back of your head. But you know, we're hearing great things about Shangun and Camp and how he's what he's sp- he's spreading out his shooting even more. You're hearing great things about him, Jabari Smith Jr. I don't think we've nearly seen. Uh, the best of yet of what of at least of what he can be in the pros. Um, yet look, yeah, Dylan Brooks, you had Fred Van Vliet. Those were obviously massive additions that changed the outlook of what your team's going to be. And I mean, you brought up Cam Whitmore, or Amen Thompson. I, a lot of young, great, good players are going to be coming off the bench. Tari Eason, a lot of these guys that they're going to work in. So um, I'm, I don't know. I'm not positive on bets. You know, to make pre- before the season on this team. I, I did write down it's a heavy, it's a heavy lean over on the win total for me. Yeah. And it, it's a team I can't wait to see get going here. So when you and I first talked about this team, I, I was very much already in that direction, right? It was like, hey man, I, like I think the Rockets are going to be better. You know, we have lost uh, lost in the the database is a uh, a win total episode that we did out at Summer League, right? That uh, we couldn't finish up because of some technical issues. And I had brought up that I, I think that this is going to be an overbet for me. I recommended, uh, I think by the time I got to the end of this, when it came to the Houston Rockets, I did recommend the over, but it's not one that I made because of those issues in terms of offense. I just, I can foresee a scenario where this offense, this defense is much better under Udoka with good yeah. defenders out there like Whitmore, like Thompson, uh, like if Fred Mimbley's a solid defender at the point of attack. He's never going to be out of place. Uh, like Dylan Brooks, this should get creep to average, you would think, defensively for Houston but I could still foresee a scenario in which they're going to be very bad on offense. So it got, it was enough to get me off of actually betting over on 31 and a half wins for the Houston Rockets. But I still think if you're asking me over or under, I'm going over. Yeah. And I, I, I do think you need to be like, this team better be in the right direction early in the season though. For like, right. you know, I'm just looking at some of these guys, right? Like what do you think the odds are Reggie Bullock finishes the season as a Houston Rocket? Yeah, like he just—he feels like a—he's a, not a, well. He's not on the team anymore, actually. Uh, oh, he's not. Reggie, I think he just signed with. Did he just sign with somebody? Uh, let me let me double check because the, these movements happen all the time. Uh, let's see. No, you're right. Maybe did he just sign with the Houston Rockets? I thought he signed with someone else. No, you're right. You're right. Never mind. The, interrupt me. I interrupted you for no reason. Continue. No, now you got me all tripped up. No, no, no. You're right. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah. But, okay. Even even though we're confused, that's, yes. what, te- that's what teams are going to be like because they're going to see they're going to see a guy that can hit some three balls. And we always talk about some of these other major powerhouse teams and the lack of depth that they have. That's like a name that is yeah, – you could might as well count for being moved right now. So, yes. it's – I think you need to be careful a little bit with how with how strong you go with this team. But man, there are a lot of 
a lot of young pieces that I, I think have high upsides that me and you might not be as you know as high as Fred Van Vliet as others, but still you 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 mix in that youth around guys like Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet and stuff. And I, I think that you could see a, a pretty dang good basketball team here. And you you're hitting on something important for me, which also puts me in the direction of over. And it's, I think I would disagree with the thought that Reggie Bullock's going to be gone by the trade deadline because Kelly, this team wants to win. It's not, and I'm not saying the players, Right, no, the front office. That's why they went and got Ime Udoka. It's why they signed veterans. It's why they added to a roster. Like you look around, look at a team like Detroit, which is littered with young dudes that are going to yeah. get a lot of playing time. Not the case for Houston. Four, like three out of their starting five projected are veterans. Like that's going to be the case for this team. The front office is pushing for play-in game slash playoff series. That's what they want to make some money, and I think that's why also it's going to help you as a win total better over. You don't have to worry about any shenanigans of selling off pieces or anything like that. This is a front office that is committed to winning as many games as possible this year. Okay. All right. I like it. Yep. Okay. So next up on the board, because we're moving around here, uh, let's go to, let's stay in the state of Texas, San Antonio Spurs. It's our last team anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, we're, I think we're down only one. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about San Antonio, uh, just underneath the Houston Rockets, 29 and a half. Uh, to win for a win total 55 the division 55 to one yeah 200 to one to win the NBA finals 101 to win the conference Reggie Bullock was an addition I had him down but then he got signed that's where my confusion came from uh, but then of course they got rid of him and then he got signed so that's I apologize for interrupting you. Just, just you yeah. know what? If if anybody wants to laugh at us, just Google Reggie Bullock right now and and let right. me know how many jerseys come up just in the pictures that oh, Google Images just puts right away. And there's I've, like there's three different uniforms he's in, like on the main page. I've got Pistons Reggie Bullock. I've got uh, Mavericks Reggie Bullock. <laughs> I've got Lakers Reggie Bullock, and I've also got a picture that I think is of him in a Photoshop Philadelphia 76ers uniform. So And yeah, uh, and then a uh, current team, I think this is from Wikipedia that says Spurs and then if you scroll down our a bunch of articles just talking about how he just joined the Rockets. So that's yeah. right. There you go. This is what we do here. <laughs> uh so anyway, um with the San Antonio Spurs. So what's your what are your expectations? What are your expectations for Victor Wembanyama? Uh, are you with our guy Zach Cohen who wrote a really good piece in the NBA uh, betting guide? that made the case to not bet on Victor Wembanyama to win the award. I think that's where you start. I even put it in with the way I wrote up the Spurs. I was like, we're going to start with Victor Wembanyama because yeah. that's the story for San Antonio. Yep. Uh, I think it's the whole story. It, it really, I, this is um, this team for this year and maybe the year after. And who knows, as long as it takes JVT, this entire season is about getting Victor Wembanyama up to speed in the NBA and doing everything that he can. I do not have high expectations for this team at all. And I think this team, I think this is a winning season for them. If they can get Victor Wimbanyama into uh, NBA shape and just used to playing uh, the M NBA style offensively and defensively and really feeling the impact and difference of what it's like to go up against some of these bigs, some of, some of these wing players, some of these players in the NBA versus Europe. I think this is going to be a slower uh, progression for him, you know, getting up to speed than let's say I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to, to read Zach's article. So I don't know exactly where he went here, but I, I don't, I've gone elsewhere in the rookie of the year market. I would not be looking at Victor Wembanyama. Um, I think he's going to be an extremely good player a few years from now, but I think the 
uptick in minutes uh, per game that they play in the NBA versus what he played in Europe is going to be something significant that he's going to have to get used to. We've seen that just even in the couple, you know, couple games we saw last summer when he was here, um, him getting a little winded. I think it's going to be all about all about getting Victor ready, and I I think that's going to take a whole season plus JVT. I, so I think as far as what can this team really accomplish this year from a team perspective, I, I don't think there's really much much expectations that you should be holding this team to. Yeah, uh, I I think so. I agree. I think we read reports that they want him to play more power forward his rookie year than center. So that's going to wear, that's not going to wear him down as much, right? Defending bigs as opposed to, you know, getting out on the perimeter a little bit more. Which I think makes sense. Oh, dude. And he's long enough as a help defender that you're going to yeah. be just as effective at the rim defending guys, uh, you know, helping the, the guy can take two steps and be at the rim. So no, I, I, I th- I'm with you. I think from that re- real quick, just hitting on that. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think you need, I think you should think of him as far as how they bring him along. Think of it like an Anthony Davis, right? I, I do think the ideal the ideal spot to to start him with is at the four. Great. If he if, if four years from now, if he's playing center and you can go everything smaller and him still be a dominant force down low, great. But for right now, especially with what they got Zach Collins still on the team, right? Great. That's another piece you come alongside. Zach Collins, great find at center, let Victor Weminyama roam a little bit more at the power forward. Yeah, I and I think when I look at their numbers, you tell me if I'm wrong. When I look at some of their numbers, like even like 200 to one to win the NBA finals, 100 to one to win the conference, a win total of 29 and a half playoffs. Yes. At 11 to one. I, this might be crazy for a team that is power rated this low. I think they're being overvalued. I think Victor Wembanyama yeah, yes. right. Is, is r- ramping up that power rating. You're going to, I mean, I get it. I mean, Ooh, they, they have enough. I like their talent. Keldon Johnson's good. Devin Vassell is good. Trey good. Jones yeah. is good. Like those are good young pieces. Do they come together to finally win more than 30 games? My thought process was better ATS than as opposed to going over the win total. Uh, Cause I, I really like a lot of the pieces, uh, but I just, I don't know if that really comes together to win 30 plus games this year. No, I'm with you. And I think the easy one, I'm trying to find the, what were those win match bets? Those were great. Then they're still, Oh yeah. You got to pull those. I, up. I can yeah. never find them when I, when I, when I go to look at it, but I think that's one, that's one where I might look at this team to bet against, uh, in because I do think there is, you know, like we talked about it uh, the other day when we were talking about the Blazers. I yeah, don't know. Nothing up on the Spurs so far on DraftKings, at least what I'm looking at. Okay. I, I, I don't know how you can set. So we're, we're talking about the team win total is one. It's one more win than, than what the Blazers are. That's silly. Like I, I, I think the Blazers, I think the Blazers will have, I, I don't potentially 10 more wins than what the Spurs team does. I, so that's a long way of, long way of answering your question. Yes, I think they're overrating them in the market. I, yeah. I, there is, there's a lot of fine talent on this team, but it is, it is talent that you see on a roster that is rebuilding, and that's what this team is still doing. And people need to be, uh, people need to be patient with this. It's just there's not, you know, when when a LeBron James comes into the NBA, it's far different from a a big that needs work like this, and and from. And for a guy that we've really never, there's not really a, a straight comp to the type of player that Victor Wembanyama is. Maybe you want to throw out Giannis. Maybe you want to throw out an Anthony Davis, whatever, of how they came into the league uh, and the differences between them and how they might compare to Victor Wembanyama. That's fine. But I, I just, I think there's going to be no rush with this team, JVT, from the front office standpoint. I don't think there should be. All right, let's, see, let's end this on this. I do think this is the most volatile division, right? You have Kyrie Irving, yeah, Luka Doncic, who knows? Yep. You have New Orleans Pelicans, health, who knows? You have John Morant gone for 25 games, who knows? 
You have the veteran-laden Houston Rockets. Who knows? And then you have the San Antonio Spurs and this young team with Victor Mamanyama. Who the hell knows? So I, I, it's funny when I was getting ready, I was looking around, I was like, yeah, this is a division that I don't think I have like a single thing futures-wise that I would really recommend. Um, I guess I should note uh, one of the things I forgot to bring up when we were talking about Houston, Kelly. I, I think you can throw Jalen Green in for a most improved candidate. Um, yeah, to- totally. Right? I, th- there is I, – I hope I came across clear on that. I think it just – he's going to be in such a different role. Yes. But that doesn't mean it's a bad – it should be a good thing for him. It's just – it's whether or not you trust him and the Rockets to figure that out. Right. right. So, I mean, I, 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 futures-wise, I got nothing here in this division. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I don't have – so what I have – as far as total bets for this division, I ha- I do have Desmond Bain most improved. That's a good um, one. I might I might follow you on that. That's a, that was one I had written down to bring up to you, and I think that is we as we discussed too. I get even stronger about it. Yeah, that was one that I you know probably when we were sitting at summer league, a lot of this stuff opened up. Like I you know I bet him and Maxi right away in that market, um, and I I still like both of them. Um, look, the Pelicans are a wait and see for me. Yes. I, I, I know, I know you got that from this pod that I'm very damn excited about what this team can be with Zion. So, yeah. um, yeah, there is definitely a chance that I end up betting something with them, but it's going to be a wait and see approach. Um, rockets would have no problem with anybody who's betting over win total there. That would be my lean. But for me, it's good. I, I need to see this team in action a little bit more. Um, and yeah, Mavericks, Mavericks are just, Again, I think high ceiling, high ceiling, low floor possibility for that team. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Kelly. It was good. It was good. We're getting closer. Two more divisions down this week. And we're going to, I wanted to start to do like some individual, like awards episodes too. I know we've kind of hit on them a little bit here and there, but yeah. should really dive into some of those. And man, we are, uh, we're three weeks away and we're going to get preseason games to discuss too. So I'll have some observations on those as well. Man, I'm excited. Good job on the articles. I read them. They were great. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yep. You always you always do an amazing job with this thing every year. So, you know, if, if any of us could actually get off our asses and help you out, it, it would be good. I'll have to find <laughs> it. Uh, my first year we did it, I was so proud. I actually went to Office Depot, and I do have like a uh, – Oh, I remember that, yeah. A spined yeah. version of like the first NBA betting guide that we ever did. So I do remember that, yeah, because yeah. you would bust that out every once in a while, once in a while we were doing shows. I, yep. <laughs> I had it as part of my backdrop during COVID years. I had it as a backdrop, yeah. you know. It was uh, – no, it's a labor of love. And even I appreciate Bill. It was a company email, but uh, even Bill kind of shouting out the, the guide and, you know, us getting that started. The NBA guide was actually the first guide that we ever yeah. did. It was it was one of the things I kind of pushed behind the scenes to give a shot. And ever since then, it's kind of changed what we do with Visa and we do these guides for every sport now every year. So it's a labor of love. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And I don't want to leave anybody out here, but for, you know, people don't know how things operate behind the scenes. JVT absolutely does like I mean he started this thing this was his baby and the work that he puts into this compared to in you know single individuals and some other guys guides I think uh he probably outweighs some of the some of the other work that goes in I've lost a couple of pounds <laughs> okay yeah. all right Kelly with that like rate review subscribe check out all the guides and remember look out for the college basketball getting guide which is going to be coming out in a few weeks as well so we will talk to you next Tuesday here on Howard Handicappers At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 